You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. Hey, Sri, now the Obama-Iran nuke treaty, that's not a treaty. The Iranian regime is now set to buy Russian Sukhoi-30 jet fighters. Iran will be using newly unfrozen money from the lifting of U.S. sanctions to purchase the jets. Now, these aircraft are apparently more advanced than the F-A-18, the jet fighters that Israel uses. And it's more fallout from the Obama-Iran deal about which Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu continues to sound the alarm. Regrettably, the deal with Iran allows it to keep an expanded and a formidable nuclear infrastructure that is completely unnecessary for civilian nuclear purposes but is entirely necessary for the production of nuclear weapons. This deal will give Iran, within 13 years, the ability to make as many centrifuges as they want, enrich as much uranium as they want, to whatever level that they want. And this will put the Iranian Islamic State that practices terrorism worldwide, it will put it on the threshold of an entire nuclear arsenal. Iran is then allowed to expand its nuclear program to an industrial scale. And since Iran is allowed to keep and advance key bomb-making technology, Iran will then be just steps from a nuclear weapon. And that is if Iran doesn't cheat. So Congress could take up the treaty as early as next week. Big question is, how many Democrats will choose supporting Obama over supporting U.S. national security. In other words, will it be a vote for party or for country? Joining me now from Southern California, international affairs expert and editor of the Newsbomb Report, Barry Newsbomb. Barry, uh, the March to Save America, you're one of the folks behind that march uh, coming up in September in just less than two weeks now. It looks like there's a harmonic convergence going on. First you got Ted Cruz on board, now you have Donald Trump. It's got to be exciting. It's gotten really big, and uh, the people that really care about America's defense, both short-term and long-term, are clamoring to get involved, Graham, to make enough noise uh, on the outside of the Capitol steps that the people inside that big white building uh, might take notice and consider something other than party loyalty when they uh, actually come to a vote. Is it looking right now uh, as though there, there might be, I think the plan's gonna go down uh, in defeat, the, the so-called uh, deal. I call it a treaty, but let's call it a deal right now. Um, I think it's gonna go down in defeat. It's just a matter of how big. Do we have any kind of rough head count right now? Is there enough for a veto override? Yeah, here's the current numbers. Uh, the bill, uh, will be defeated in the House and the Senate. Uh, it will then go to the president, who's going to veto it. He's already promised it. It'll then go back to Congress, both houses, at which point they will attempt to override the veto, which takes two-thirds. Right. Unfortunately, to answer your question numerically, uh, in the Senate, it's going to take about 11 of the 13 uncommitted senators to line up with the Republicans to uh, block the veto. And in the House, uh, 30 to 32 of the 74 uncommitteds. So it takes a big step to break with your party when the head of your party is got a carrot and a stick over your head and is making this the make break of the Democratic Party for the remainder of his term. And I think Mitch McConnell has completely blown it here. He has abdicated the 
Constitution. He should take this document up as a treaty. He should have the Senate only vote on it up or down. In fact, there's still time for him to do it, but I think there's uh, no snowball's chance in hell that, uh, that he will do that. In the meantime, uh, just a few days ago, we heard Iran pledging his support for Hezbollah. And any other entity that uh, has as its sworn duty to destroy, quote, the Zionist state. These are the people that we're trusting with centrifuges? You know, it's, it's such a crazy situation. If it wasn't true, uh, it would be a joke, Graham. You make peace with your enemy, and then your enemy says, okay, thanks for the great deal and all the money. Let me tell you how I'm going to spend it to destroy you and your ally in the Middle East, among other allies in the Middle East. The, the book came out uh, from the Ayatollah Khomeini just after uh, Kerry came back, avowing the destruction of the United States and the destruction of Israel after the deal was made. And after that, we're supposed to give them $150 billion to effectuate our own destruction. They're not even promising not to do it. On the contrary, they're telling us, here's how we're going to spend the money. They're buying jets from China, jets from Russia, helicopters from Russia, missiles from Russia. They're buying ICBMs from North Korea. It's the biggest weapon spending spree in the history of the world, paid for by you and I. And let's face it, that Iran is a threat to us now, even without nuclear weapons. And if we free up this money, they can use it for other nefarious things, like an electronic attack on this country that is conceivable right now, correct? Yes. In fact, I, I attended a briefing uh, last week from former uh, CIA director James Woolsey. Uh, he's extremely concerned. And this is a guy that you really, really ought to listen to when he says uh, an EMP attack, electromagnetic pulse attack on the United States using uh, a nuclear weapon no more advanced than what was dropped on Hiroshima or Nagasaki in 1945, if positioned over the United States appropriately, could destroy a majority of the electrical grid in America. Now, that's not just taking this back into the 1950s, the population die-off as a result of that, according to the ambassador, could be in excess, get this, of 100 million people if the grid stays down for more than a couple of months. In other words, food, transportation, right. communications would all be gone until the grid could be rebuilt. And that is a very clear and present danger to this country. And, no question. And why would we want to give them more money so they could possibly uh, execute something like that? And we also have these crazy side deals that we've learned about that allows Iran to inspect itself. And of course, Iran is not going to allow any inspectors on military bases. So most of the centrifuges are on military bases. It's a debacle. So back to the march. Uh, one more time, the date, September 9th in Washington, D.C.? September 9th, the, the purpose is to draw attention to the horror story that is being voted on. We are compromising America's defense to the greatest extent possibly in American history. You know, the, the parallels are drawn all the time from 1938 between uh, the British and the Germans right. and the Munich deal. This is much worse because it entails nuclear weapons and delivery systems to send those weapons around the world. And we, Graham, are paying for it. Barack Obama is the Neville Chamberlain of our time. I firmly believe it. It's the marchtosaveamerica.org. Is that the website? MarchToSaveAmerica.org, September 9th on the Capitol steps. All right, Barry, thank you. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project. 
a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.